Hi everybody, I'm Seth Busby, editor of Flying Solo. Welcome to our weekly podcast where we step inside the minds and lives of soloists and small business owners. Now, if you've ever been too scared to approach someone at a networking event, then my next guest is going to leave you gobsmacked. Kaylee Chu is the founder of 100 Lunches with Strangers. It's a movement she began just a few short years ago in an effort to cure her shyness and take her out of her comfort zone. Since launching, Kaylee has had over 350 lunches with strangers and now works with other people to help them build their confidence, grow their network and unleash their potential. Hi, Kaylee. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Seth. Thank you so much for having me today. Ah, you're most welcome. Now, you've said that you're actually not innately a very confident person, that you're actually incredibly shy. So do you have, is that something that was from childhood? Do you have memories of being the little shy kid in the corner? Actually, no. When I was a child, I was perfectly normal. Like, I wasn't the one that's on the stage performing or anything like that, but I was okay. I had a few friends. I was able to, you know, answer teachers' questions and just like a normal child. I think I got really lack of confidence or I should say, you know, the whole world changed for me when I moved from Hong Kong to Australia um, to study. And that's when everything changed. So what was it you think about that situation that made you suddenly become shy? I think moving country is a big thing, you know, from Hong Kong where English is not our first language and there's a little bit of language barrier and I'm just so scared of talking to people. And on top of that, because I only hang out with people from Hong Kong when I first came to Australia, which is very common for Asians, I know. <laughs> Not great, <laughs> but that's the way how we you know, deal with the changes. And on top of that, um, I hang out with about five or six friends, that like good friends, but all of them, when they were back in Hong Kong, they study private school, and I was the only one that's from government school. So I feel like I'm a minority in a minority, which just made me really self-conscious. I feel like I'm not enough. I feel like I just being judged all the time but then I realized they're all in my head but that's that's how I felt and I decided not to talk anymore um, <laughs> oh. for a very long time. How long did that last that that kind of little voice in your head going I'm not good enough be quiet? <laughs> Unfortunately it lasts for 12 years that's quite long for you know not talking not socializing and not doing much. I mean, I, I was very lucky, I guess, in some way that I met my husband when I was really young, when I was 13 years old. So we came to Australia together. So I always had him. Um, so I had him, he had me and we support each other. And that's probably one of the reasons why I didn't need to go out and talk to anyone. And I was able to live in my bubble, little bubble comfort zone for so long. <laughs> and what made you realise actually this isn't everything, I need more and I need to start branching out and and being more confident and less shy about what I can do and who I am. I think the little, the idea was brewing inside me for a while now, like, you know, I have two kids and when they were little, I go to all those like mother's group, but I was really shy sitting in the corner and I realised that my kids kind of copying my 
behavior because you can tell them what to do, but they really just copy their mum's and dad's behavior. But because I wasn't talking to other mums um, because of my lacking confidence, I feel like they are also not interacting with the kids as much. And then just, just so many little incidents that made me realize maybe I should do something. And what really broke me was that I was very prepared for a meeting. I got a new job after my second maternity leave and I want to impress my boss. But during that two hours meeting, I was not able to say a single word, even though I was so prepared for the meeting because of my, I don't know, just extreme lack of confidence. I didn't know why and how I just froze. And from that moment on, I thought that is not okay. And I really want to change. I need to do something about it. And you came up with a very novel idea of how you were going to change that. Can you talk to our listeners about... 100 lunches with strangers. <laughs> yes, um, because I couldn't talk to people or more, more specifically, anyone that's not from Hong Kong, I got really scared. And no, no racist here, please don't get me wrong. But if they're like local Australian English first language, then I feel very intimidated. And I thought, how are you going to overcome that is to invite 100 people as variety different background as possible and have a chat with them and talk to them then slowly I came out of my shell and able to talk to people and now I can't stop talking <laughs> <laughs> it's a very very bold thing to have done though to go from being that person who was at the meeting unable to utter a word to then go actually I want to try and do something to change and the way that I'm going to do it it's not you know, you didn't um, have some self-talk or go and do some meditations or hypnosis or <laughs> chat with your friends about the problem. You were like, you just went all in. I'm going to have a hundred lunches with strangers. It's very, very bold. I think when you're in a moment of desperation, utilize that because that really works. So I, I remember after that meeting, I had a long chat with my boss because obviously he's not very happy with me. And we said, we've got to do something. Otherwise, I'm probably not going to you know, pass a probation and not be able to keep my job. And <laughs> I think that was the day that I was like, I have to do this. I was so determined. I really want to do it. And on the same day, I sent out 30 invitations on LinkedIn and three people said yes. To be honest, I think immediately after I started like chicken out and panic and wonder if this is a good idea, but I already confirmed the meeting. I already said yes, and I was too lacking confident to reject them or, <laughs> or say no again. So I might as well go for it and see what happens. So who did you approach initially? I literally just went on LinkedIn, go through all my existing connections and go, who looks like a kind, nice stranger? Um <laughs> And yeah, and then, the, you know what, throughout my journey, I haven't stopped having lunch with strangers. I mean, I got 100 lunches because that's when I did my TEDx talk and, you know, published a book, but I haven't stopped. I had probably about 350 face-to-face, one-on-one lunches with strangers now. Something that I noticed is that Australians are extremely friendly. Like, you're so nice. Like, I'm just so, so grateful that I'm here in Australia now. <laughs> <laughs> So how did that first lunch go? What are your memories? Can you walk me through? Oh, what, the first lunch. Like, yeah, where did you go? What did you do? Honestly, did you have the sweaty palms? <laughs> I felt so sorry for him because I think he's just a kind, lovely, friendly businessman and got a random message from LinkedIn and say, hey, want to catch up for lunch? I've got this, you know, New Year resolution. And then he came 
and I was not able to talk much <laughs> mm. because uh, you know he kept trying to initiate conversation, and I gave him those like one word reply, which makes things awkward. And to make things even worse, I was having that keto diet at that time. You know, no bread, no pasta, no nothing, no rice. And I was uh, trying. You're to a get great the, lunch date. <laughs> um, yeah, I was having that chicken wings because that's the only thing that I could have: chicken wings with a little side salad um, for lunch. And I want to have my table manners in front of a stranger, so I was eating that with knife and a fork. So. <laughs> Let's just say the second lunch was better than the first one. <laughs> the third one was better than the second one. Experience really helps me uh, become a better lunch guest. <laughs> and what did you put in that that um, that invitation to that you think made that first business person go, "Yep, yeah, okay, I'll I'll take a risk and have a lunch with this random person." It was really straightforward, actually. I just go, hi, um, I saw your LinkedIn profile. You've done, you know, I, I, I put in the chat about what's amazing thing that they've done or things that interest me, the profile, the work, anything like that. And I go, hey, my, my name is Kaylee. I'm doing this um, new year resolution. I want to have 100 lunches with 100 strangers. Would you like to be part of my journey? And this is a little bit information about me, you know, what I'm doing. I'm a mum of two and I'm just looking to build my confidence and expand my network. And you know, most people say no. In fact, 90% of people will ignore that message or, you know, not interested or just not able to make it. And the 10% who said yes are the 10% that really changed my life that I'm forever grateful for. Mm. Do you think it was um, kind of also the you, the gimmick of 100 lunches with 100 strangers, like that people got hooked in by that as well, like the idea of it? I think I definitely got some curiosity from people and like, what is this? Like, I've never received anything like that before. Why would you do that? And yeah, I I do get a little bit of that. But mainly I think it's just friendly people open for connections that Mm. say, okay, why not? There's nothing to lose. I'll I'll, I'll be part of it. (laughs) Mm. And then you didn't just approach people on LinkedIn, did you? Like you've, you've spoken to not just business leaders, CEOs, that's thought leaders in the business area you've also like reached out to celebrities um a li- when, when I first started I think out of the 195 plus of them were through LinkedIn but since I got more confident then I started to carry this let's catch up for lunch card with me just like a business card but it says let's catch up for lunch and a photo of me and little bit information of me which was really useful for me to get some interesting lunches like you mentioned celebrities or um I don't know keynote speaker who's done an awesome speech and I want to connect with them or stand-up comedian or anyone that I found interesting on the street or in an event then I just give them that card and say hey let's catch up for lunch and sometimes when I'm lucky, they say yes, and there will be some interesting conversations from there. <laughs> what has been the most valuable piece of advice that you've had while you've been having these chats? Wow, so many. Like, this journey really changed my life in so many ways. I think the biggest one was, yes, I'm able to talk to people now. That's fantastic. Um, but instead of fitting in, I think that's what my initial goal was, was to fit into the culture and, you know, get to know people a little bit better, um, which which was right. But then I realized I can't even fit in if I try because everybody is unique. And with that in mind, I actually became a lot more confident from within myself that I just embraced my 
my uniqueness. Like even now, I know I make grammatical mistakes sometimes, and and I don't I don't let them stop me anymore. I just be myself and enjoy my life and do the best that I can in different areas.、Hmm. And why did you decide to put that journey down on paper to write the hundred lunches with strangers,、uh, turn it into a book? <laughs> um, I wasn't planning to do that all until I actually finished all the lunches. It was just a personal challenge that I wasn't planning to do, you know, anything about it. And then because, like I mentioned, I found most of the strangers through LinkedIn, so I thought it's only fair that after the journey. I type a little article on LinkedIn to share about, hey, thank you so much for being part of my journey, and these are the few lessons that I've learned. But the interesting thing is, the very first draft that I typed was like three and a half thousand words. I'm like,、uh, that's a little <laughs> too long for an article. So I thought, okay, since I've got so much to share, I'm gonna turn it into an ebook, and then I start to put in more and more and more. And before I knew it, I accidentally wrote a book, literally. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of my lunch guests, who you know, when when we had lunch, I thought he's just one of those marketing guru, and we talked about marketing. And then after the lunches, he said, "You know what? You've got a really interesting story, and I didn't tell you that, but I worked in a publishing house ten years ago, that I can probably help you to publish a book." And I'm like, "That sounds awesome!" So we started to work together. I drove him crazy a little bit. Anyway, <laughs> that's not the topic of the day.、Um, yeah, and then that's how the book was born. That's fantastic. And how, how did you manage to attract the attention of the people at TEDx? Oh, did you say TEDx? Yeah. Oh, that was pretty interesting because I think if you want to be a TEDx speaker, you have to go through you know the application process, interviews, and audition. I don't know if I should be sharing this in public. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> how I got into TEDx was pretty straightforward. I didn't know he was a TEDx organizer, but I thought he's got an interesting profile. And I remember we were talking about、um, you know bucket list and stuff, and I told him that one of my item on the bucket list was I want to speak in front of a hundred people. And he's like, "Yeah, I organize TEDx. I might be able to make it happen. Let's keep in touch and see what happens." And then he saw, you know, my transformation, and he was there throughout my whole journey. And then a few months later, he's like, "I really like your story. Come and share your story in the TEDx stage." And that's how I got there without <laughs> any of those, like you know, auditions or anything. That's still a fantastic story because, you know. You had this opportunity put before you, and it wouldn't have been just a hundred people. It would have been way more than a hundred people that you would have been chatting to on the day. So, how did you manage to deal with that in terms of your nerves? Did you do a lot of rehearsals before you went up and and gave your speech? Actually, before I did the TEDx, I already do a lot of public speaking by then,、um, which. Really helps because you know <laughs> the more you do it, the better you become. Because after I published the book,、um, then a lot it started with a lot of lunch guests start to invite me to share my story in the company or with the group or with the community, etc. And then start from there, I became a keynote speaker.、Um, again, I just fell into it, but I love it so much. And yeah, and then I just start to talk more and more and more.、Um, I think how I got to now able to speak in front of hundreds or even you know thousands of people is that our comfort zone grow. Like at the beginning, which was like three years ago, I couldn't even talk to one person, 
And then I start to have lunch with multiple people. And then I start to go to networking events where I talk to a few people at the same time. Then I start to read a script on the stage, became an MC, and then start to become a keynote speaker, etc. It's just like a little process or I should say progress um, a little bit at a time. Then my confidence starts to grow and able to do more things that I never thought was possible. <laughs> Yeah, it is amazing, like incremental change. So one step follows the other. We don't just go suddenly from not being able to talk to someone to be able to address thousands of people. But what would you say your biggest learning would have been from that public speaking experience? Um, From public speaking experience... I've learned so much through the journey. I, I think one of the thing is just be authentic, be you, because people want to connect with you. Um, and then it's more focusing on what you can give instead of focusing, because I used to spend a lot of time judging myself. Like I mentioned before, you know, government school, immigrants, international students, these are all the judgment in my head. Actually, I realized no one really cares about them. But then because I keep judging myself, I keep thinking that I'm not enough, then it stopped me from doing lots of things that I wanted to do. But now I feel like, yeah, I'm just me. I just want to give my best possible. I want to help more people. I want to use my story to inspire other people. And from there, I changed the focus to, you know, how would people think me or judge me to how can I give more to other people? What can I do? What can I say so that I can help other people like you know, when they were in the same boat as where I was before, how can I inspire them to get out of their comfort zone, connect with more people so that they can reach their full potential as well? Hmm. Did many people engage with you after those um, public speaking experiences, like come up to you afterwards and say, oh, that's my story and thanks, you've you've helped me? Yes, um, there are. And that's, you know, the that made me really, really happy and make me feel like, oh, I'm just so grateful that I'm doing this and this is really the purpose of my life. In fact, last weekend, I went to a party that made me so happy. Um, his name is Nick Bendel. He organized this party because three years ago, he came from Sydney to Melbourne to have lunch with me to kickstart his Lunch with Strangers journey because just like me, he wanted to build his network, he wanted to build his confidence. And three years later, despite all the COVID lockdown, um, he managed to have more than 250 lunches with 250 strangers and he brought people, everyone back to the, together in a room and he raised more than $18,000 for a charity and we got to meet each other and it was just a wonderful event and see how this simple idea can change people's lives, not just me, but also other people and having the ripple effect to, to you know, to get more people to connect and grow together. Hmm. And I guess that's something that people really were missing during COVID. So how did you manage your whole uh, Lunch with Strangers movement during COVID? During COVID, we do lots of um, Zoom meetings. So I started to have virtual lunch with Kaylee too, but instead of one-on-one, we have like a group of people together to go through those hard times together. And even now, when we're out of lockdown, I'm still doing a weekly Zoom catch up with, you know, I don't know how many people, sometimes 20, sometimes 30, sometimes 100 people show up and we grow and connect and, you know, 
learn something together. So that was really beautiful. And on top of that, I also do lots of virtual meetings as well. So I've got my lunch, you've got your lunch, you know, which is talk in front of the camera obviously not ideal I think you know face-to-face -face is still better but that is still a wonderful experience and I got to connect with a lot of amazing people all over the world that otherwise I wouldn't be able to so yeah I think that's something good out of COVID actually <laughs> yeah and uh, apart from the book where you've shared the journey you also now um you manage some groups don't you like you've you've got some communities that you've got Yes, this is just my way to give back. All the community that I run is absolutely free of charge. I don't, you know, I just, I feel like strangers really help me to get to where I am today. Like without them, I, there's no way I can achieve anything. Like, I mean, half of the things that I've achieved, like no way. So I just want to give back to the community. I want to give back to other people to help them to, you know, tap into their full potential. That's why I run all these community um, you know, to help people to grow. Mm. So is there a particular focus for those groups? Like is, um, you know, is it for mums or is it for specific communities or or um, do you focus on specific skills like building confidence or personal development or it's just, it's very varied? Uh, we do have very variety of different topics and that's what I like um, so that people can come back again and again every week. We've got people come back for like two years now and haven't missed a single session, which is so impressive. Um, like we talk about, for example, I invite a hostage negotiator to talk about negotiation. I had invited a memory champion to learn about how to utilize our brain better and have better memory. And then, you know, coming up, we've got like personal branding, which is a little bit more business related. And we've got, we talk about how to sleep better, quality of sleep. So every week I invite a different expert um, to share about different topics for about 20 minutes. And then we're open for discussion. So I don't know if there's a specific target audience. We welcome everybody, anyone that's interested to learn and grow and connect are welcome. We've got people from all over the world, from all walks of life. So I think anyone with a growth mindset and open to connect, they're welcome. <laughs> mm. And how are your kids these days? Are they chatterboxes now? <laughs> I can't say they're chatterbox because um, we, we were all pretty shy to start with, but I can definitely see a massive transformation and progress um, from mm. them because I don't know if it's me or something, you know, Jean, like three years ago, I actually got a letter from a school nurse saying that my son could be like selective mutism which means that he doesn't like to speak uh, at school, which is like, wow, like how? But now they're talking, they have a good social life. And I think a few months ago, um, my older son even got an award for being a best um, speaker um, in his class. That made me really, really proud. So no, 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 not stupid talkative. <laughs> I know some yeah. kids can talk a lot. They're just okay. But I'm very proud of their progress. Yeah, well, it's great that they're, they're modelling their behaviour on you now, so their confidence is increasing and, and they're able to connect more with people because that's obviously so much better for them as well. Yes, and I'm very proud of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what would your advice be to someone else who might be struggling a bit with um, connecting? My advice is think about why you're doing it. For example, my biggest why are my kids. I really want to be a good role model for them because if I 
you know, unable to talk to people, then what kind of role model can I be for my kids? So my, I think the question for a lot of people is why do you want to do that? Um, you know, what sort of outcome are you looking for? Are you looking for more friendship? Are you looking for more business opportunities? And then just remember that one connection can change your life. If you think about it, all the important people around us now, like whether it's business partner, our spouse or best friend, they were all strangers at one stage. But instead of waiting for things to happen, waiting for people to approach us, waiting for opportunities to knock on the door, why not be proactive and meet more people and see what happens from there? Because you mm. never know when's your next life-changing connection is going to be, you know, be made. So keep looking and keep connecting with people. Yeah, keep the door open and watch for opportunity. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about your warm-up when you're about to speak on stage? Do you have any kind of uh, techniques that you do beforehand to amp you up for what you have to do? Or even before you're going out for one of these lunch dates? Because I imagine there probably is still some residual shyness there. <laughs> um, I think I just keep reminding myself why I'm doing this. I actually have this like, <laughs> like a little affirmation or things that I say to myself all the time, multiple times every single day. Um, it's about the purpose of life. Um, why, why am I doing what I'm doing? And just remind myself to be grateful and focus on how do I give? Um, what can I do more for other people? And with that attitude and with that mindset, then that really helps me a lot to get over the nerves in you know, connecting people. Is it, is it exactly that as well? Like putting, taking the focus away from yourself and putting your focus more on the other person? I think so. You know, that's, um, I think that's a lot of those amazing books talked about, you know, Stephen Covey, the third lesson from his um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Seek to Understand Before You, you know, what, what you, I forgot that phrase, sorry. <laughs> you know, you have to understand people, you listen before you speak. And also, you know, Dale Carnegie is very similar if you want to be, instead of, if you want to make more friends, instead of being interesting, you're interested in other persons. So if we've changed our focus to other people, that's almost like a tip to fast track to success is to, yeah. Which is some, sometimes it seems a little counterintuitive though, because it's like you were very quiet, you were very focused on the other person. I think that's really helped me, like being shy and lacking confidence for so long really helped me to have the patience to really listen and be a good listener. And yeah, I don't know. But I, I really enjoy listening to other people's story and connect with people now. So. Do you have a favourite from your 100 Lunches with Strangers from the book? Do you have a favourite anecdote? Um, so many. I don't know which one should I share. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, maybe something surprising maybe something someone said or did that surprised you or something or... someone said or do that surprised me I love sharing that story where I met um, a chairman of a listed company where I want to learn you know the business and investment with him and I took my notepad with me but interestingly 
he was the one that taking notes that day because he had a fight with his girlfriend and he said I'm so good with business but I have no idea about girls so teach me how to get my girlfriend back <laughs> and it was so funny and he he messaged me the next day saying that thank you so much for your tip we are back together now and I'm so grateful and after that he took his girlfriend to my book launch um and because I was raising funds for a charity to restore eyesight from, you know, people in a third world country. And he went on the stage and he thanked me for, you know, helping him. I'm like, wow. And not just that, he also donated a hundred surgeries to restore eyesight for people. I thought that was a really cool story. Oh, wow. That's, That's how fantastic. one thing led to another. <laughs> yeah. It is amazing. Um, the connections that you can meet, how just one conversation can change things yeah absolutely like <laughs> just keep meeting people <laughs> yeah well well that's great advice keep meeting people keep chatting keep yes. the door open <laughs> yes don't be closed and you'll you might be surprised by what opportunities come your way um thank you so much kaylee for talking to me today it's been great having you share your journey where can people buy 100 Lunches with Strangers? Um, it's on all the major, you know, Amazon and different audio book. No, no, sorry, no audio book. <laughs> Online bookshops. Otherwise, you can come to my website, kaleychu.com, K-A-L-E-Y-C-H-U.com, and I will post you a signed copy of the physical book if you like. Oh, a signed copy. Always <laughs> better. <laughs> A collector's item. <laughs> and what about if um, people want to join one of your groups? Where do they find them? Uh, you can just Google my name, K-A-L-E-Y-C-H-U, Kaylee Chu, and you should be able to find everything that I've do, I, I'm doing. They're all on social media, so you should be able to find them pretty quickly and easily. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Thank you, Kaylee. Great chatting with you today. Thank you so much for having me today, sis. That was a lovely chat. Thank you. Awesome. 